towards a future of work that works for people. A smorgasbord of snackable stories to help you be a more effective leader. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for dedicating the next half hour of your one precious life to listen to this episode and I promise you, you will not regret it. So today's guest is um, Rebecca Renison. She is a partner at EY or Ernst & Young as it used to be called. Um, now, I think you know by now, dear listener, what imaginal leaders are. Um, and if you don't, check, check the link that I'll post below. But basically, they are leaders like me. And hopefully you, dear listener, and if you're not now, I hope that you will become an imaginal leader the more that you listen to the people that I interview in this podcast. But they are people who care about the work that they do and the people that they work with. Um, they take their position of influence seriously. They have the, the seeds of a more human-centered, more, more successful future of work in their very DNA. Now, dear listener, I want to ask you to close your eyes and imagine what the managing director of a large North American investment bank might look like. Actually, if you're out running, please don't close your eyes. Please don't uh, be coming back to me with your insurance claim. If you can, close your eyes. Close your eyes. What do you see? So I can assure you that Rebecca is pretty well the opposite of what I imagine that you saw on the back of your eyelids. Rebecca is 100% imaginal. She's a relatively new contact for me, but I know in my bones that she's gonna be a long-term close contact. You know when you find your own tribe, right? Uh, and I genuinely, I can't wait to find out which, which of her stories she chooses to tell, but whichever she chooses to tell, they're gonna be awesome. But before I introduce you to the, the amazing Rebecca, I just, wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to all of you that continue to send feedback and suggestions of what you'd like to see more of, who you'd like me to interview, how I can improve the show. Your feedback is, it's so important to me. It energizes me. Um, so please don't stop. Please don't stop. Send me your feedback. It energizes me. You can head over to catskeely.com and sign up to the Humans Leading Humans newsletter. And you can connect to our social channels. We're all over the place. We are Beep, Beep Mind Shift. Go to www.wearebeep.com to find out more about our mind shift, behavior shift, culture shift programs. And if you really want to just contact me directly, my mail is cats at wearebeep.com. The fact that you come back week after week to listen to these means that really we're just friends. So do feel free to reach out and tell me what you want more of. Enough of me rambling. Meet Rebecca Renison. 
Rebecca Renison. I'm so delighted. I'm so delighted to have you as a guest on Humans Leading Humans. And I'm going to tell you a little thing before we go into this one. Did you know that people who have, um, what's the word for when two things have the same letter at the beginning of them? Alliterative. Alliteration. Yes. Did, if two people have alliterative names, as an example, Kat Skeely and Rebecca Renison, they actually get on better with each other than people who don't. Pattern recognition, we're very simple creatures. Anywho, audience, dear audience, dear listeners, I was recently at a not particularly exciting, I have to say, um, lunch, which was about corporate finance. And the panels were, you know, very informative and and I'm sure there were lots of statistics, but um, I, I wasn't feeling much. I wasn't feeling inspired. And then... Then happened on stage, Rebecca, and I was like, oh, my God, thank God, somebody's talking about the stuff that matters. So that's why you're a guest on Humans Being Humans. Um, So, Rebecca, will you tell our lovely listeners, how did you get to where you are? Well, thank you, Katz. It's absolutely fantastic to be part of this podcast. So I'm a corporate finance partner at EY in Manchester, UK. I've been lucky enough to be doing M&A for over 20 years. I've been in the UK for about five years. That's where I was born. And we'll come on that later as to how I came back here to the UK. But I spent most of my career in North America. And 15 years of that, I was doing investment banking. Um, I was the only female managing director in the whole of North America. So I am very used to being in a male-dominated environment. I'm also a mum of a 16-year-old. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about what I call work-life harmony. And I hate the word work-life balance. So I absolutely love what I do every day, which is help businesses complete transformational transactions and grow, either through private equity or strategic trade. So it's absolute pleasure to be speaking today. And, you know, and I I remember looking at you on that stage, and it is such a male environment. And to see somebody who is clearly an imaginal leader, you are full of the empathy and you are a create leader. So, So I send you the create framework. And how does it make you feel? When you sent me the create framework, I unlocked it and I was like, this is absolutely amazing because I love having a playbook and I love having some structure around what we do as leaders. And the fact that through create, there isn't just one word for each of those powerful letters that you've got in there. There are several and they all come together. So for me, those words that you are putting out there, everything from community to respect to empathy, which we've already touched on, appreciation, like, hello, say thank you, that whole trust. And then the last one, the big one for me is energy. And so to me, all of those words resonated, but I'm going to touch on how they resonated with me as we chat through today. Oh, so Rebecca, story number one. Story number one, I'm going to do a little bit of a build up here. So as I already mentioned, I'm a proud mum. My son today is 16. So work-life balance, work-life harmony is a little bit easier. But when I was firmly in what I call the endurance phase of my career, when he was very little, and my husband and I were both working full-time, I have to be honest, I really struggled. And I kept saying to myself, 
I just need to get through this week. I was very much in survival mode and it was quite intense. And when I look back and what I had to go through personally was that this whole concept of using that word balance to me brought the concept of scales in. And the more time I spent at work, I felt like the I had to spend the same time to balance those scales at home. And it just was absolutely impossible. So I made the conscious decision to rebrand it work-life harmony. I've been talking about this for over 10 years now. And I speak to the team about how you can work and your life can actually harmonize together and make each other better. So I took back control of my schedule and of my life. And I also created literally a hand guide. And when I say hand guide, it's because I'm going to use the digits on my hand to talk through my work-life harmony hand guide. And my first story is going to be regarding the thumb. And the thumb to me, and I literally use this all the time every day in my life. So the thumb to me, imagine yourself giving you the thumbs up. And that to me is, are you doing okay from a mental health perspective? How are you doing today mentally? And my first story is, I think females in particular suffer from imposter syndrome. So last week for International Women's Day, I was lucky enough to be down in London with EY's Corporate Finance Women's Network and a fantastic network of over 40 females. And I gave this talk on how we should stop the self-sabotage and it's all subconscious of imposter syndrome. And you're going to like this, cats, because I know with your create, you like using words and letters. So I actually went through the alphabet. So very, very quickly, go through A through H, okay? So these are the things that I talked about to this amazing group of 40 women. A, acknowledge and accept that you will have monkey chatter. You will have these words in your mind that are not helpful. Stop them as soon as they come in. Okay. B, be brave because you're brilliant. Okay. So how would somebody else describe you? You are truly amazing. So be, be proud of everything you've accomplished. C was a big one for me. So C is because you care. So I was holding myself back because I didn't want to do a bad job. So I only wanted to move forward and put my hand up to do something. If I felt like I could smash it, I didn't want to let people down. But the very fact that I cared so much meant that whatever I took on, I knew I was going to make it a success. So for me, that was my aha moment because I care. Very quickly going through the alphabet, D, don't worry, you won't die. So my husband was actually an air ambulance helicopter pilot. If he had had a bad day, he was picking up someone. We're not going to die in what we do day to day. Okay. That's so funny. I use that all the time. It's like, is everyone going to die? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. The letter E, emulate Emmeline Pankhurst. 1918, she got vote for women finally. Okay. What would she say to you today about the opportunities and about that monkey chatter? So listen to her. Okay. F, forget fearing to fail. If we make these little mistakes, that's what makes the journey of life even better, okay? Don't be scared. Don't let that stop you. There's only two more cats and this will be the end of my first story. So G, get going girl. So if not now, then when? And the last I think is a really important one is H, 
and that is honor history. So we are very fortunate to live in the Western world, whereas females, we have lots of rights, we have an access to education, we have access to opportunities. There are so many females in the world that don't have those opportunities and people in the world that don't have those opportunities. And there's so many people that have come before us that are, would be jealous of the situation we find ourselves in today. So if you are there stopping yourself with imposter syndrome with that monkey chatter, please don't let it stop you. Please make sure you've got good mental health. And that's a thumb on my work-life harmony hand guide. That's my first story, Kat. That is so brilliant. That is so brilliant. But I'm thinking as I, as, I, as I watch you, and you can't, dear listeners, but I'm watching this woman, her energy, your eyes shine. And in a very male, very rational, the kind of organisations that you've worked for, the corporations you've worked for, how, how do they react to this energy, this, this confidence? I think it's infectious. Hopefully it's impactful and memorable and it makes coming to work more fun when you have high energy, which actually leads me to my second point of my hand guard, which is think of your index finger pointing a sign. And that to me is sign post the joy. Okay. So again, when I was really struggling in the endurance phase, was I spending any time for myself? And I like to think of every day, we all start the day out the same, all around the world. We all start with 24 tokens, 24 hours that we choose how to spend. I actually like thinking that I have 48 tokens and each one's 30 minutes, okay? If I can't spend one, just one of those 48 hours on me, then I'm doing something wrong, okay? And so you have to make sure that every day you are doing something that truly brings you joy. That is brilliant and, and not always easy to remember. It's something that I've definitely seen more often in the women that I've worked for, this idea of caring. And therefore, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And I genuinely care about it being brilliant. And it's very easy to slip into a mode of, I just need to get it done. I'll think about myself tomorrow. So what do you do to make sure that you make sure you keep your 30-minute token for yourself? 100%. And that leads me to the next finger, if you're still with me on that journey. And that is, of course, the middle finger and this is where it's a good job it's not a video or else I you think I'd be being rude <laughs> but what I have to say is you have to embrace the power of saying no and you have to protect your schedule so identify first of all what you're doing that you actually don't need to be doing so what are you doing with the tokens how you're spending your day that you can actually delegate to someone else it's very powerful as a leader you have to delegate so there's certain things that you shouldn't be doing to get someone else to do them and let them have that learning experience or what are you doing that you actually really shouldn't be doing and for me a big part of this make sure you're not doing what I call the office housekeeping so if you're always that same person organizing those events or always getting that retirement present for somebody make sure those things are allocated fairly within your organization and don't do that office housekeeping all the time and then also figure out what you're doing that you simply just don't enjoy. So simplify, streamline 
your life and your schedule. Protect your energy. It'll do two things. Your mental health will be better. So your thumb is going to be happy here. Number two, the signpost, you'll have more tokens to spend on that joy because you've delegated. And then most importantly for me is you'll actually have the energy in the headspace that when opportunities come up in your career, you will be able to say yes, because you'll have the energy in the space to say that and, and that will help you advance. Brilliant advice. Brilliant advice. Oh, this is a lot to take on. You're good at this, Rebecca. I knew you would be. <laughs> okay, right. So now I'm really interested. So, so we've gone through. So yeah. mental health, signpost yeah. the joy, say no. So the fourth, the ring finger, yes. right? There's a reason why you wear your, your ring on that finger. It apparently goes to your heart, which is all about your physical health. And this is also really important. So number one is your mental health, but your physical health as well. So... I'm going to sound like your mum when I say this, but just make sure you're drinking enough water, right? You're getting enough sleep. You're eating your fruits and veg. You're getting some fresh air. You're getting some exercise. And sometimes those things get, get lost. But if your mental health is suffering, ask yourself, have I done all those basic things that we all know are really good for our physical health? And my story number two is again coming back to that time when I was in the endurance phase when my son was little. I think he was four. And I literally felt like I had the lead boots on and I was out in the ocean trying to tread water and I was just waiting for the wave to come and then I'd drown. And it was a horrific feeling. And I kept thinking, this is just what being a working mum feels like. And finally, I said, this is, there's something not right. So I went to the doctor and, and I know we're all busy and all of that, but don't ignore if you're not feeling your best, okay? And I went and it turns out my thyroid had completely stopped working. So your thyroid is really important. It regulates all of your energy levels, your hormones. So side effects of not having a, a thyroid is fatigue, which is definitely how I was feeling, weight gain, which was definitely what was happening, and feeling depressed, which was definitely happening to me. So as soon as the doctor saw my blood work, put me on some medication. I'm now on medication every day. I've got hypothyroidism. Thyroid's broken, but you can fix it. And so if I'd gone to see the doctor sooner, I would have felt better sooner. So please, your physical health through this whole work-life harmony is so important as well. Oh my God. Now the hypothyroid thing, I know how much that can deplete people's energy and believe you me dear listeners being around Rebecca this woman is not short of energy <laughs> it's like if you can think of hypothyroid this woman is on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> oh my god that's brilliant but you're right again you know it's back to that and I think women are the worst at it and definitely not always but um, because we care so much because we want to do the best we can do we want to we kind of control too much yeah. And through that control and wanting to make sure and not feeling like we can delegate something because they may not do it as well as we do because we care. It's very hard sometimes to just keep checking in with yourself. Definitely. And say, I'm going to take a bit of time out. It's, you know, so, so I, I do 12,000 steps a day. And that means I spend two hours walking and I'll often do business calls while I'm walking. And sometimes I won't. And people say, how do you fit that into your day? And I say, because it's good for me. Yeah. And actually, I've got those tokens and I choose to spend those in the daytime when I can be in nature. Love that. 
Love that. Fantastic. Okay, so we've gone through. <gasps> there is a fifth. I there think. is a fifth. We all have little <laughs> fingers. And this is where, if you're still with me on this journey, uh, you'll make a, a telephone as if you're saying, call me to someone and use your little finger as the uh, microphone and come up to your ear. And this one is probably the most important one for me. And this one is I call myself when I am 70 years old and I ask my 70-year-old self for advice about what I should be doing today. So it, whenever I'm struggling with something, whenever I'm feeling low, whenever I'm you know, not quite sure about something, the best person to help yourself is often yourself. And you just need to tune in to that inner voice. And for me, it's when I'm 70, because when I'm 70, I won't be working. My family will hopefully all be happy and healthy around me. And I visualize myself literally when I'm 70 and I'm wearing a green dress and I've got a pearl necklace on and I've had my hair done and I look fabulous. And I ask my 70 year old self what I should be doing. And that very thing has helped me over the last 10 years to really hone in on what is really important. And this comes back to your create foundation and that whole leadership and what do I want to be famous for? What do I want to be remembered for? What legacy do I want to have? What impact do I want to have with people? And my seven-year-old self is really switched on. She knows exactly what I should be doing with my time. And my last and final third story is a very personal one in the sense that I said at the start, I was born in the UK, but we moved to Canada as a family and I spent a lot of my career in North America. But my husband's also from the UK. And we were sat watching the telly one night in Vancouver, Canada, and a commercial came on for the lottery. It was $43 million. And I said just very casually to my husband, what would we do if we won the lottery? And he instantly responded. He didn't even, it could tell he didn't even think. He just said, I'd want to move back home. Wow. To which I instantly said, well, we don't need to win the lottery to do that. Wow. And that whole one question unlocked a lot more conversations. But to me, when I called my 70-year-old self and said, you know, we're both UK citizens, we can work here. Our son was 10 at the time, so it was a great time for him and his journey. We knew what the next 10 years looked like, and it was good, you know, but we wanted more. And so that helped us have the courage to leave a very good job in investment banking, leave a lot of fantastic family and friends in Vancouver and Canada and North America, come back to the UK where, quite frankly, I didn't have a network. I didn't know very many people. I had some family here. And that was part of the attraction to come back. And it has been absolutely fantastic. It's been the best thing we've ever done. It hasn't all been perfect. There's been lots of bumps in the road. But that, to me, is what makes life richer, is having those twists and turns. And in a way, that whole what would you do if you won the lottery is similar to saying, you know, what would you do if you had a terminal illness and you didn't have long left to live? And so checking in with that whole inner voice, calling your 70-year-old self, figuring out what really is important for you, what you want for this life. Life is so short. And I think my husband's career of air ambulance and seeing the individuals that he would, you know, go and pick up, it, it just really brings that home. And so coming back to this whole why I've got so much energy and passion for today, it's because today is like 
here right now. So we should be living our best life today. We should be being the best leaders we can. The Create framework is absolutely fantastic. It's a framework to to help you do that, Kat. So so there you go. That's my third story. (laughs) Found your 70-year-old self. That's so, so so one of the things we do at Beep when we're doing uh, one particular kind of um, range of leadership workshops, we use a similar construct um, where we take them through a journey. And then the last journey is about, you know, what would your 80 year old self say about where you are right now? And it's all very private. And I never hear what people say in those private rooms while while this is happening. But I do know when people come back into our shared space, they, there are many tears because people say, I just, I just hadn't thought about what I'm doing now within the context of who I want to be. So powerful, Rebecca, thank you. I can't thank you enough. What a brilliant, brilliant three stories in the hand. I'm gonna be using this all the time. So and we got two of them. So you can always look down and remind yourself. But it's so true because quite often I'll be in like a, a very busy with work, working on a transaction or it's just, it's fast paced, right? That's what I like, but it's fast paced. And sometimes I'll be in a meeting and I look down, I've got mental health. Okay, come on, you got this. Signpost the joy. I am going to go to the gym later or I'm going to find some time for me later. Actually, I'm going to delegate. I don't need to be on that call later. I'm going to delegate health. Okay, drink some water in the meeting right now. Okay. And then call myself 70th. And my seven-year-old self is saying, you go, girl. This is fantastic. You're actually doing what you should be doing with your life. And that is so empowering. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there's one little last thing that I need you to do before we leave each other, which to be honest, I could carry on talking to you all day. What would you like to call your episode of Humans Leading Humans? I love that humans leading humans. I think it's fantastic. I think today's uh, talk should be called Work Life Harmony Hand Guide. (laughs) Get you, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this so much. I can't even tell you. So have I. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on today and uh, look forward to many more discussions like this, Kat. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my lord, Rebecca. Oh my goodness me, you are you are just like a, an energy ball. You are a force of nature. What a massive pleasure that was. So what what bubbles up um when I think back over our conversation? What am I gonna remember from that? Well, the five-digit thing. Brilliant. Um, I will never look at my hand in the same way. These little hacks uh, are just so useful to keep ourselves um, on the straight and narrow and away from the temptation to turn into that, you know, the know-all leader that we've all worked with and would rather never work with again. Um, The A through H of being the best you can be, especially as a female leader. I absolutely loved that. It's You know, it's the same as the reason we have the CREATE framework. It's a playbook. As Rich Corbridge said in his episode, we all need guide rails and hacks that help us get it right, even when the pressure is on. 
What a uh, yep. So I I also struggle with the work life balance thing. So I talk about work life integration because we only have one life and work is part of it. Claire Fox in her episode, uh, the last episode, talked incredibly eloquently about the idea of work life symbiosis. But I also love Rebecca's idea of work life harmony. Totally makes sense. What do you say? I'd love to hear from you. Tell me which one of those resonates with you or how you feel about the work-life balance thing. Because for me, it feels crazy. Then there's the imposter syndrome. I've got a lot of friends who talk about this a lot, a lot of friends and colleagues, and especially new mums. It's something that the amazing Isabel Naidu talked about uh, in her episode. But don't let that chimp chatter get to you, dear people, you've got this. And the other thing that really struck me about this is don't get caught up in that, I have to get this done today. Uh, No one else can do it as well as I can. Nobody cares as much about this job as I do, Luke. It's nonsense. And, And it's really easy to do when you care, and I do all the time. So when I'm talking to you, dear listeners, I'm talking to myself as well. But we've only got one precious life. We've got to use our tokens wisely and as Gary Coombe said in his episode don't be that you can sleep when you're dead kind of leader if you don't look after yourself what message are you giving to your teams and last but not least I love this idea of phoning my 70 year old self and I'm going to be doing that a lot in the future that's a brilliant brilliant tip You have been listening to Humans Leading Humans Towards a Future of Work That Works for People. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Marketing Society. If you are a senior marketing leader and you need the know-how and the networks to succeed and you're not already a member of that brilliant tribe, jump over to their website and become part of the tribe. I would absolutely 100% recommend it. There's some amazing people and some inspiration in there that you don't want to be missing. Thank you to the fantastic Superterrania for the magical sting of stings. Go to We Are Beep to find out more about the Create framework and how we support companies by building cultures of connection and collaboration and unleashing the problem-solving potential of humans. If you loved this episode, and I certainly did, please pass it on to your friends, share it on social, give it to your friends that you think might need a shot of inspiration or motivation or energization. Thank you so much for joining me. If there's a senior leader you'd like me to interview, don't forget, mail me, cats at wearebeep.com. Please subscribe. The links are in the note. Be inspired. Be imaginal be more human and i look forward to seeing you at the next episode